time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for joining us on today's show. It's the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can find Glenn online by going to roadmapfinancial.com. Click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page to schedule a time to visit. On today's show, we're going to talk about saying one thing but doing another. You know, we have found for a lot of people, uh, when they say they want to do, doesn't necessarily match what they then actually do. And I want to look at some examples in the financial world where you might be saying one thing, but your behavior indicates something different, even if you don't realize it. And I think first great example to talk about here, Glenn, and we've got a couple of good ones on today's show, would be those who say they want to save as much for retirement as possible, but at the same time, they're ignoring things like Social Security and taxes. Right. Well, Walter, I mean, that's that's really important. Right. I mean, you know, when you we've talked a number of times about, you know, saving for retirement and putting money away. And the idea obviously is, is that you want to be able to have as much at, you know, at your disposal once you arrive at retirement. Right. The challenge is, is that, you know, what is in an account you know, is is certainly important, but what's even more important is how much you actually get to keep and how much is yours, right? And so when we start to think about, you know, how do you save for retirement and you think about, you know, the, the different retirement vehicles, and we've talked about, you know, traditional IRAs and traditional 401ks and Roth accounts and, and all the different things that come into play there. Well, you know, the, the thing is, is that ultimately, whatever, you know, whatever you've saved, you're typically going to utilize that in some manner or means towards, you know, some some retirement income. And if not, if not entirely at, at you know, at your retirement income. And so when we start thinking about making that transition into retirement, we have to think in terms of, well, what do we have there? Well, obviously, you know, for anybody who's worked in the United States, you know, for 10 years or more, you know, is thinking along the lines that they're going to have something there for Social Security. Well, Social Security is is kind of an interesting thing and oftentimes misunderstood. But you've got to understand that, number one, you can take it as early as age 62. You can wait as long as age 70. And obviously, the longer you wait, the more your monthly benefit's going to be, right? And, you know, the the earlier you take it, the more checks you're going to have, but those are going to be smaller checks. And you have to find, you know, where is the where is the right place for me to take the those benefits? And it's not necessarily only cash flow. It's factoring that in with cash flow along with what your spouse's benefits might be, what other resources you might have, and what the tax implications are going to be. And I know we've talked about this in the past, but it's, you know, it's important to really, you know, make, make sure that we really truly understand it. And that is is, is number one, Social Security is not inherently taxable. And what that simply means is, is that if you are only collecting Social Security, the odds of, of, of you having taxes on that, is, is if that was your only source of income, you know, is, is very, very limited, right? If, if not completely non-existent. And so then we start thinking about, well, when you start adding additional other income, you know, how is that income, you know, how does that interact with the tax code and how does that interact with your social security benefits within the context of the tax code and if you're drawing money out from you know either you have a pension or you're drawing money out of a traditional IRA or a traditional 401k or that type of an account 
Well, then the more other income that you have, it's actually that that income can be subject to taxation and likely will be. But it also, if you have enough of that other income, it starts to push your Social Security in the way and your Social Security starts to become subject to taxation. And suddenly something that wasn't going to be taxed, i.e. meaning that you were going to be able to hold on to more of those dollars and utilize them for your benefit, ends up you know going into the taxable column. And then some significant portion of that could end up going, you know, going back to Washington in the form of taxation. So you have to really be aware of, you know, where are you saving? What are the implications of the withdrawals from where you're saving, you know, to in, in retirement? And how how can you have the, the the maximum amount of benefit for you on a, on an income basis, you know, on an ongoing, you know, monthly and for the rest of your life? And, and as far as you and if you're a married couple, obviously, you know, for for both of you. And then if, if one of you passes before the other, which is the most likely scenario, is that is the surviving spouse going to be taken care of? And you know, and and are you going to have enough resources there? Ultimately, it's not necessarily how much you save. Like I say, that's important, but how much you get to keep and utilize, and how long is it going to last, is really the the, the ultimate objective of retirement savings and retirement planning. That one makes a lot of sense, Glenn. And I think that's sort of you know, don't pay attention to this really important thing over here while ignoring the big sore that's on your you know on your other leg. You know, it's like that that idea of worrying about one ailment while ignoring these other ailments that are going on with your body. Same thing in the financial world, and we'll probably see that theme play out a few more times here. So you say one thing, but you do another. Another example would be saying that you have a low risk tolerance, meaning that you, you just don't like a lot of risk. You can't handle a lot of risk. You just don't want to be at risk very much. But you look at the portfolio, Glenn, and I'm sure you've seen this before and have had this happen many times, and you go, well, you're actually really risky in your portfolio. So you say one thing, but in reality, it's another. Well, that's right, Walter. And, you know, we, we see that happen, you know, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had folks come in, you know, to visit, you know, or, or we talk on the phone or you're virtually and, you know, we, 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 we take a look at, you know, where they are and what, how their accounts are positioned, you know, and they'll tell me, and it's like, you know, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get ready for retirement and I'm going to be retiring in the next, you know, maybe next couple of years or maybe even the next couple of months sometimes. And it's just like, so I don't really have a, a lot of uh, tolerance for risk. And then when we delve into, well, what are your holdings and how are your accounts positioned? Lo and behold, we find that it's a, there, there's, there's significantly more risk than, than what they necessarily say that they want to have. And so when we, when we then, you know, dive into that conversation a little bit, you know, there, there's different reasons for it. Most of the time it's, it's, it's something that's like, well, I just didn't realize I had that much risk. Right. But there, but there are times when folks say, you know, Hey, I, you know, I, I, I feel like I need to do that because I just, I want to have as much as I can in terms of, you know, in terms of, you know, um, the amount of dollars that are in my account in order to retire on. And so then we have to take a step back from that and say, okay, well, we need to, number one, we need to make sure that what whatever you're going to be drawing from, from income is going to have very little, if any, uh, you know, up and down volatility to it in the, in the time frame that you're going to be drawing income from it. But the, the, the other thing that's even more important is, is then when you're thinking about how much do you have to have to retire or how much money do you have to have saved and then putting the risk parameters around that, you have to ask yourself the question, how much income is that savings going to be able to produce, right? And so when you start thinking about that question versus just saying, okay, I need to save X number of dollars, 
you know, you, 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 the context really, you know, should be revolving around, I need to have X number of dollars on a monthly basis or on an annual basis, you know, to provide my lifestyle. Social security is going to do a certain amount. If you've got a pension, that's going to do a certain amount. And then you've got whatever other assets that you have for the, for the most part, most people it's retirement accounts. Well, how much income, you know, can those retirement accounts produce? And you, you would be surprised when you're looking at, you know, creating income that's going to last out for 20, 25, maybe 30 years in retirement. You know, you could have a, you know, a, a change in the balance of the account that might seem like a, a significant change in the balance if you were to just take those that balance change and, you know, and say, OK, here's fifty thousand dollars or here's one hundred thousand dollars. And if you set it on the table, it's like, wow, that's a lot of money, you know. But at the same time, when you think in terms of, well, how much extra income can that fifty thousand dollars create or that hundred thousand dollars create, you know, on an annual basis for the next 20 or 30 years? And you start looking at that and he's like, oh, wow, it's like if I'm taking that much risk, it probably doesn't make as much sense because I really can't produce that much more income, you know, with with that amount of money. Certainly when you're when you're looking at taking on more risk to try to chase after getting that return and trying to have that balance be, you know, that much higher. You know that you got to you got to find the the right balancing point with that. And by by no means am I saying well you don't you don't try to have your money grow, but you try to have your money grow within the context of what do you need your for your money to do. And you know again for the vast majority of people it comes into well how much income do you need to have produced and how much can your assets produce in terms of income and the monthly cash flow. And when you start thinking in those terms, it really starts making more sense to 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 reevaluate what your overall risk tolerance is and not only of just intellectually knowing it but totally understanding it and then actually taking action to make sure that your that your retirement holdings are positioned properly you know in, in terms of risk and your risk tolerance you say one thing but do another another example here Glenn would be claiming that you love your spouse that's probably a pretty common thing that you find in the office. But then all of a sudden you look at the plan, you find you're not making the right decisions to be sure that they'll financially be taken care of after you're gone. Do you ever see that discrepancy? Yeah, you do, Walter. And, you know, and, and it's m- more oftentimes the reason reason for it is, is just a, a not understanding the implications, right, of, of what's going to happen, you know, if one person dies and then there's a surviving spouse. Right. You know, you spent so many years, you know, on the on the on the trail of saving for retirement, you know, and trying to, you know, to grow that nest egg as big as possible. But then, you know, as we were just talking about, you know, well, how do you then turn that into income and to create the lifestyle that you need and want and the, and the legacy that you want to have, you know, for you know, for the people you care about? And obviously the, the first one you care about is, is your spouse. And, you know, you, you have to think in terms of, well, what happens, you know, to the overall financial picture, you know, when, when one person dies and there's, and there's a surviving spouse left? Well, you know, the, you, you have to realize that, number one, assuming that there's two Social Security, you know, checks coming in, well, the lower of the two is going to drop off and, you know, and, and then the higher of the two is going to be the survivor benefit. You know, you might have something similar in terms of, you know, if there's a pension, you know, it might, you know, there, the certain situations, it might be reduced or it might, you know, go, you know, completely go away. And so we start thinking about, okay, well, what's going to happen to the overall income and the assets that are there? And, you know, we start to look at it and say, golly, you know, I mean, most people don't realize the fact that, you know, most people do understand that income will go down some. 
But the, the missing piece for a lot of folks is, is that, well, what, what's going to actually happen in terms of taxation, right? Well, you know, you think about it. If you're married, you're, you know, you're going to be nine times out of 10, you're married filing jointly, right? And so in that scenario, you have, you know, a much higher threshold before you get into the next tax bracket. If you are filing as a single person, you know, the, those thresholds are cut in half. Your deductions, you know, get cut in half. And all of a sudden, you know, you, the, the scenario is, is that income went down, but it didn't go down, you know, to, you know, to the level of, of changing everything. And so, you know, end up, you ended up you had less income, but you're now in a higher tax bracket. And there are situations where, you know, if, if there was just a little bit more money, possibly, you know, that that little bit more money might be, uh, you know, a, a small life insurance policy that that, that that could have, you know, made the difference, you know, to be able to create an additional income. Another factor is, is that it doesn't necessarily have to be a death. It could be a scenario that happens if, you know, if one person goes into the nursing home and suddenly there's a lot of resources that have to be allocated in that direction. And then the, 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 you know, the spouse that is, you know, in good health is suddenly all, you know, all the resources are being pulled away or, or the vast majority of the resources are being pulled away to take care of the, the one who's had to go in the nursing home. And of course, everybody would want, you know, to, you know, to have care and, and, you know, you would always want to have your spouse have the care that they need. But again, you know, are there, are there hedges in place? Are there strategies in place to make sure that that other spouse is going to be okay, regardless as to what the scenario that, that, that comes up in, in life? And that is something that is oftentimes just overlooked in the savings years for retirement because that's not really part of the conversation. But, but it needs to become part of the conversation when you're actually tr making that transition or if you're already in retirement. You say, well, what happens if this set of circumstances takes place? Are you going to be okay? And oftentimes, you know, we, we, you know, particularly in those, in those first interviews, when we start talking to folks, it's like, you know what, I, we don't necessarily have those strategies in place. That's something we need to have a conversation about. This is just great info, Glenn, because I think it's interesting to look at this concept of we think we're in good shape, but actually, you know, our financial house may be a mess. And so we're trying to reconcile these two things on today's show. We've got some good examples of where this happens. Another good one, Glenn, uh, one more for you. Saying that you want to retire as soon as possible. I know a few folks who are in this ballpark, uh, but then you kind of talk to them, okay, well, what's your plan? And they never have actually taken the time to put a plan in place. It's still very nebulous. It's still very just sort of off-the-cuff feeling. And it's just like anything in life. If you really want to achieve it, you kind of need to set in motion a, a true plan to make it happen. Well, that's exactly right, Walter. You know, and that's a lot of what we've just now been talking about, right? I mean, you, you really, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. There are times when, you know, I will sit down with folks, you know, for the first time and we begin that conversation and they say, you know, I'll say, you know, well, when do you plan on retiring? And, you know, the, you know they, they might say, well, you know, in, in several, you know, in, in a couple of years or, you know, when I turn 65 or when my spouse turns 65 and, you know, and 65 tends to be, you know, one of those magic numbers because of when Medicare starts and, and different things. But, you know, there, there's there's any number of, of answers that I get to that question. But then when we start, you know, we start asking additional questions is like, OK, well, you know, what what are you, what are you going to be your income needs? What are going to be your income sources? How is that going to play out? Do we know how, how that's going to be treated in the tax code? You know, what if this scenario happens or that scenario happens? You know, what goals do you have? You know, and suddenly, you know, it's just like, wow, you know, I mean, I thought I was kind of, you know, ready, but I haven't really addressed these questions. And, and there's and so that oftentimes ends up being a scenario where if you haven't addressed those questions, 
sometimes, you know, we uncover shortfalls where it's like, okay, we need to maybe save a little bit more or maybe work a couple more years. But there's other situations where, you know, just because there was it, the, the, the questions weren't asked and, and the thoughts weren't, you know, that, that thought and, and that those, those conversations weren't engaged in yet. We oftentimes will find situations where folks have more than enough to retire, you know, to the lifestyle that they want to have, but yet they just, they didn't think that they were there yet. And they, and so they were just, they just had their nose to the grindstone and kept working and working and working. And, you know, if they had come up for air and said, okay, let's, let's take a look at this. Let's, you know, strategically figure out, you know, do, you know, do I have enough and, you know, what kind of a plan can I put into place? I've come across a number of scenarios where, where folks, you know, have worked, you know, you know, way, way beyond where they needed to. I mean, they may could have retired, you know, a, a few years earlier and, you know, they probably would have liked to have done that because oftentimes, you know, when I've talked to folks, it's like about their jobs, you know, sometimes they, they're, they're not really crazy about them. And sometimes they, they really are, you know, it's like, gosh, I'd really like, I mean, I just can't, I, I can't take it anymore. You know, other times, you know, you do have, you do have folks that, that enjoy their work, but it's one of those scenarios, Walter, where we really want to have folks be at choice about what their circumstances are going to be going forward. And if you don't take the time to figure it out or to do the analysis, then it's kind of hard to know, you know, are you there yet? Or, you know, or do you have a little ways to go before you get there? And if you have a little ways to go, go to get there, you know, how, how can we strategically plan so that you can get there in the most efficient manner? And those are questions that, like I say, if you haven't taken the time to do that analysis or to start to do that planning, you're really going to be well served to do so because then once you once you understand where, where you sit and where what your situation is in relation to what your overall objectives are for retirement, then you're at a place where you can start making some choices and 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 you're and you're not just you know a victim of circumstance, so to speak. Well, this is really helpful, Glenn. If someone feels like they listen to today's show and maybe they're in this category, yeah, I thought I was planning for retirement properly, but yeah, I've kind of overlooked taxes or social security, or maybe yeah, I don't really know how much risk I'm taking. And maybe I don't even know how I feel about risk. I don't, I don't know if I should feel <laughs> scared of it or you know gung-ho about taking a lot of risk. I may not even know what my risk tolerance is in the first place. Or maybe it's not knowing if your spouse or significant other is taken care of in the event that you pass away before they do. Lots of big questions like this exist in the financial world more and beyond just what we've talked about on today's show. And that's why it's so important to get a review of your financial plan. Uh, for those who may be new to the show, Glenn, can you take us through what that planning process looks like with you and the team? Yeah, Walter. Well, I mean, it starts with a conversation, right? I mean, it's as easy as just saying, you know what, I'd like to just, you know, schedule a little bit of time. Let's begin a conversation. And we, you know, we could even start with something as easy as just like a 15 minute conversation on the phone, just to touch base and, you know, and, and, and share a few things. And we, and we have a bit, you know, we, 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 uh, we ask a few questions, you ask a few questions, and then we determine, does, does it make sense to, to really, you know, have a little bit more time? You know, and that can take the form of, you know, coming into the office. It can be, you know, over the phone. It can be, I mean, more and more, you know, today we're doing things virtually. You know, you can literally be in, in your in your uh, living room or in your family room and we can have that conversation. And then, you know, and as, as, as things progress, if it makes sense to continue on, you know, we, we do some more fact finding and we do some more analysis and we, we look at where, where you're positioned. And, you know, it, it doesn't have to be this, you know, this overwhelming big thought. It's like, oh my gosh, there's just so much to it. Well, there is a lot to it, but, but at the same time, if you take it one step at a time and you go little by little, 
you know, you start to uncover things that it's like, hey, you know what, this is not going to be as complicated as I thought. And you're going to be very well served to be, you know, to start traveling down that road of, you know, making, you know, making sure that you're going to you're going to have the retirement years that you want to have and that, you know, that your life can be, you know, all you wanted it to be and all you've been saving for for all these years and all you've been working for. And um, it's just a matter of just, you know, just just, you know, reaching out, giving us a call or just, you know, just going online to the online scheduler and saying, you know, hey, let's let's have a conversation. Let's start it. All you need to do is get in touch with Glenn by picking up the phone and calling 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Glenn is a registered financial consultant, founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. And again, you can set up a complimentary time to meet with Glenn and go over your financial plan and retirement situation. You can also go online to roadmapfinancial.com. That's roadmapfinancial.com. And click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. Glenn, thanks for the help on today's show. We'll have another great episode on tap next time around. Fantastic, Walter. Look forward to it. For Glenn, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Retirement Roadmap. <laughs> 